Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. Alright, welcome back to another episode. This is going to be our midterm reactions episode. With the elections, uh, so we're recording this Thursday, midterms were on Tuesday, and this show will go out the following Tuesday. So, the with the elections up, obviously not all the counting is done, but the, the red wave that was supposed to happen didn't happen. Yeah, never materialized. Much to the chagrin of some, yep. and much to the joy of others. So, yeah, and like you and I had talked about this, and and we thought we thought there would have been a red wave, right? Well, if you look at all the indicators, the inflation, uh, the prospect of all of a sudden, like now we're doing duck and cover drills again, so we can get vaporized and look like turtles, um, the you know just the unpopular. You know, John Fetterman up in Pennsylvania who, like, when you're, like, looking at this guy, like, how are they doing this to him? Um, Joe Biden, who's kind of the in the same boat, at least verbally. Um, you know, the other uh, the unpopular um, fiscal policy of sending money to um, this this boondoggle in Ukraine. Right. The, the fact that... Uh, you know, the supply chain issues, the fuel prices. I mean, the list just kind of goes on and on and on, which is just, you know, bad check marks. You know, just kind of check off all the boxes of things you don't want to have happen if you're running for office. And they pretty much had all of them. Yeah. Yeah, it, it wasn't looking good for them. Never mind the fact that generally or historically, the the – the party that wins the presidency and and if they gain seats in the house and the senate like the democrats did generally the midterms result in a swing back the other way at least for the house and the senate now in the house that might end up being true i guess yeah, there's it, still a few undecideds yeah few few states apparently don't know how to count and and then a, f- a few are too close to call in the house um, but it does it does look like Republicans are going to take back the House. So, worst case, you have one-third of the the executive branch. The Senate, on the other hand, there's three seats that are un- unsettled. Um, Republicans have 49 right now. Mm-hmm. Democrats have 48. Correct. And I'm pretty sure... So, it, you got the runoff in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now... I think this is probably worst case scenario for Democrats because you had a libertarian candidate take over 2%. Yeah, and he won't and, be in there for the runoff. Right, and, and Walker only lost by less than a percent. Yeah. and So even if only half of the libertarian people come out and vote for Walker, he'll get his his uh, one point full one-point boost, it, assuming everything, which obviously is not going to work out this way, but th- the odds are in Walker's favor. And the odd thing is, he got outspent in the original, oh, yeah, by like four times. Yeah. So for him to even come that close, and then uh, on the fact that aside from his 
and I don't know the guy. I haven't spent you know all that much attention on him. Um, you know, as far as his you know political uh, abilities, like is he the Walker? Yeah, like is. is he sounds like an idiot. He does. I'm sorry. And that's where I was going. And you went there. So I appreciate you said it. I didn't. But yeah, he does kind of sound like a dope. I mean, other than him rushing for a whole lot of yards. And, in college. and Well, even in the pros. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy's a good pro, too. Yeah. He was from the era of running back where they essentially just smashed their head into linebackers a whole lot. Yeah, there's no concussion protocol. No. When he was. The- but he sounds like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you hear him and you're like. Yeah, because we played football at the tail end of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, you get your bell rung and, like, all right, sit, the, sit this next play out and then go back in. Yeah. Um, and I definitely had my, like, I had my bell rung, like, super bad one time. I, like, I was playing D-line, and I, I took on a fullback head-on. Like, we and we both went low. Yeah. And it was helmet to helmet, like, crown of the helmet to crown of the helmet. I, it, it, you don't feel like you're there. Yeah. So imagine him. He's this is a pro athlete. He comes out with a lot more force going against another pro athlete. He's bringing a lot more force. force. My man didn't. He does not have all the brain cells that he used to have. Yeah. And like I'm not like I'm not putting it on him. Right. He did like you know, he did what he did. Yeah. He, he went and played some football. Great. But just like I don't think Fetterman. Maybe should be a senate a senator right now because he probably isn't fully recovered from a stroke. Yeah, we talked about this in in two an episode two weeks ago. I think Fetterman should have they should have replaced him on the ballot yeah. just because for his own health, right? Like he needs time to recover from. What, this. What, I think what people don't understand is, you know, now there are probably plenty of people here who have never had to recover from an injury. Um, I have thankfully to this point, nothing too serious, but you know, when you're recovering from an injury and a stroke is an injury, mm-hmm. there's physical damage done. It takes a long time. And then central nervous system damage takes an incredibly amount of time and then a long time. And then it's also a physically it's taxing. So when you're recovering from an injury, anyone who's tried to, to, to gain muscle mass in the gym to gain strength knows how hard that is to just gain a little bit of good, positive weight. Um, and recovering from an injury is kind of the same thing, except, you know, you the, the workouts are different, but you still need to really focus on it and do it. And I don't think that he's had the time to do it. Well, I know he hasn't had the time to do it. So I agree. It, it was, I almost look at it like a, a do you want power that badly? Right. And I think at some point it's time to say, you know, maybe it's almost like when you tell your, your elderly parent that they can't be driving anymore. Right. Cause they're going to hurt themselves. You know, um, Hey, you got to slow down dad. You know, you're, you're, you're putting too much into this. You know, you're not a spring chicken anymore. I think it's some, someone needed to be there for him and they weren't because everyone just gets drunk on the prospect of power. Well, it, and look, I'm not saying Fetterman in six months isn't going to be completely healed, Mm-mm. but if that's the case, okay, you know maybe there's a, the Senate seat in 2024, yeah, that you might want to go for. Um, and, and with Walker, look, CTE is no joke. 
with NFL players. Right. Like, I didn't listen to him speak before he had all the head knocks on him. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if this is what he sounded like before then. Yeah. But I find it hard to believe that there wasn't someone in Georgia they could have ran that would have been a better candidate. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, like, and, and they tried to smear him toward the end. Mm -hmm. Like, they tried to go after his personal life and all this other stuff, which I thought was, that was pretty slimy. Yeah. Because Warnock, Warnock has some some shade in his. Yeah. And, and they better hope, like, like, Warn like when they went after Walker, they were like, okay, this is, this is our, this is our final blow right here yeah. with the whole abortion thing. And you know, we paid for it and they, they got his son to come out after him. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, wait a minute now. And they did it real late in the game. So Walker's campaign probably couldn't have scrambled to get their stuff together. Yeah. But you gave them an extra, you, you basically took the game into overtime and the coaches get to, you know, huddle up for yeah. an extra 15 minutes before the coin flip. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So you you might get some some of Warnock's uh, past disc, uh, discretions that come out, but either way, I, I'm going to assume that he's going to lose that one. The other Senate race, I'm pretty sure the one there's one in Alaska. I I, I think the Democrats are going to take that one. Is that that's well, one of them? Was them. always a De De Murkowski's always been a Democrat, hasn't she? No, she's always been a Republican. Oh. Maybe she maybe it's her she's gonna win. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um but I, I think you're gonna end up fifty fifty again mm -hmm. in that one. Um which I mean at that point it is what it is. You're back to where you started. And if Republic but I mean all Republicans need to do is take the house. Yeah. And you could eventually stall out anything. Well, yeah, and that's and that's kinda even with the the fifty fifty with Kamala passing the uh, the tying vote. They still needed Republican support, um, and they get it from you know like Romney or one of those guy you know, uh, or even uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, even though he's a Democrat, he's in, from West Virginia, so we're not dealing with a firebrand liberal here. Yeah. Um, so by the way, the 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 ones that are still up in the air: Arizona, uh, Mark Kelly versus Masters. He's up 51, 51 to 46, but there's only 71% reporting right now. Yeah. And they're saying Arizona, I guess the ballots that are still at the count might lean Republican heavy. So that that's why they're not calling that one yet. Yeah. Um, let's see. The other one, the Nevada one. This is weird. Why why does, why does can't Nevada count ballots? I don't understand why they came in so late. They, they're good at counting things. Yeah, right. I yeah, know you, you have the entire casino industry. <laughs> I mean, do you ever see those guys work the craps tables? Yeah, get them to count. They they they're doing odds like like Rain Man over there trying like oh, like they move all everything quick. But anyway, they've got the Republican up forty nine to it's basically forty nine to forty eight. Is that Harry Reid's old seat? It might be, but Reed's been out for a well, long he's been time. Dead, dead for a little bit. The incumbent is Cortez Mastro, who's a Democrat. Okay. Laxalt is the Republican mm -hmm. at forty nine percent, so he's the one that's up like a point and a half. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I got a feeling that one might go Republican. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think the Arizona one's going to stay with Kelly, and then you've got the Georgia one. 
And yeah. I think that's probably going to go with Warnock. So there you've got, you've got your yeah. two Democrats and your one Republican right there. Um, it, I mean, okay, so you're 50-50 there. Governorships, I mean, that was a tale of two nights right there. So the biggest story on the planet was DeSantis beat Charlie Crist by like 30 points. Yeah. And there were some house pickups in Florida mm-hmm. for Republicans. I mean, Florida went solid red yeah. this time around. Um, Democrats blame it on policies that DeSantis has put in place to kind of fortify their elections for Republicans. I mean, I don't really know how much of that's true. Um, but the thing is, you can't you can't win some places and say it's because we did a great job and then lose other places and say, Oh, it's because they cheated. Right. You know, it, and th- like even, even 2020, they were starting to build the Russian collusion narrative again. And then the very, they the very second they won the narrative completely dropped done, like dropped it like a bad habit, you know? Um, and it's like, you wait, 10 minutes ago, you guys were saying how there was collusion and you're unsure about election security and all this stuff. And all of a sudden that you win, it's not there. And it's as bad as when, you know, it's like sports. When people complain about refs, but when their team wins, they don't say anything about referees. Mm-hmm. You know, when we lose because of the refs, when we win, it's because we're good. Um, well, no, it's, it's you know, the, the refs are still there. It's just you're happy with the result. Yeah. I'm looking at Texas. So... The, the Democrat darling, Beto O'Rourke. This is his third statewide campaign. He's lost. And he lost it again. You got to go away at this point. When are they going to, yeah, when is this guy going to just get a job with MSNBC and ride off in the sunset? Right. I mean, at this point, you're not going to win a state election in Texas. Nobody likes you. Yeah. Right. I mean, and he didn't, he, he lost by 10 points. <laughs> it was not close. Yeah, it was resounding. Yeah. And, so and then we go up to, let's see, Pennsylvania. Mastriano got crushed. The Democrat Shapiro just crushed him by like fourteen points. Yeah, which I thought Pennsylvania would have been closer, but it was not. The one that's kind of interesting is the one in Oregon, and they haven't called it yet. Oregon, of mm-hmm. all places, should have yeah. gone hard Democrat. Eighty-five percent are in. Kotek is not an incumbent, but he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. He's at forty-seven percent. And then Drazen, the Republican, is at 43. I'm wondering if they're a runoff state, where if you don't get over 50, it's a runoff. I don't know. Which would be interesting, because there was an other candidate, last name Johnson, uh, 9% of the vote. Hmm. So he got 149,000 votes. So that if there is a runoff in that state, if that's a rule there, and I don't know if there if that is... Um, that would be an interesting toss-up to see who gets his votes. Um, is that for a governor? That is, yeah. These, yeah, these are governor races. Uh, Zeldin in New York lost by, looks like, 5 6%. Yeah. But see, what, that's a good showing for New York. It is, but it isn't. George Pataki won two terms as governor in yeah. New York. But that was ages ago. Yeah, and then but then also they made some, they flipped a bunch, they flipped a couple of house seats in New York, too. They, they did, yeah, and... But we'll get that in a minute. Um, DeWine in Ohio uh, run one re-election uh, by 25 points. Mm-hmm. Wasn't close in Ohio, which is 
JD Vance won that yeah. Senate seat, which is odd because like uh I think both of their Senate seats were up and and a Democrat won the other one. So they split that. Yeah. They split that seat. Nevada again, nobody knows what the heck's going on there, but the Democrat Sisolak, who is the incumbent, is down by three and a half points. Mm-hmm. To the Republican. It's just, it's funny though. They have an option on their ballot for none of these candidates. (laughs) 1.4%. Who beat out the two other others, Davis and Bridges. Like, could you imagine if you ran as an other candidate and you got beat out by none of these candidates? Like, like an option for none of these? Right. None of the above. Like, did you? Nobody's better than you. (laughs) You. No, no, I'm not saying nobody's better than you. I'm saying nobody. Is better than you. <laughs> Nobody's better than me. No, that's not what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> yeah. And at that point, your political career is done. Yeah. yeah just hang that up. Uh, let's see. I thought this was strange. In Michigan, Whitmer won re-election. I thought she would have been done. Yeah. Uh, with the way she handled COVID and everything. And... Um, I don't live up there, so I don't know what happened, but I thought that was strange. Um, and I thought that, what's her name? It's a weird name. Like Trot Dixon or whatever. For in Michigan? Yeah. Uh, it was Dixon, yeah. Is her name first name? Trot, yeah, I think so. I kept, they kept saying Trot Dixon, and I thought Trot Nixon? Like right. a baseball player? <laughs> oh, no, this is Trot Dixon, and she is running for governor. Like, oh, so it's not even a, okay. Right. Whatever. Um, um, Maine was... Uh, the Democrat incumbent won by 15 over, uh, I think Frank LePage, who's like a well-known like operative, but um, Kansas, when you, when I, when I say, if I said Kansas, what party do you think the governor belongs to? Republican. Yeah. No. Yeah. It has a Democrat uh, governor and they got reelected. Yeah. So apparently doing something right over there. Well, it could be a, a, a Democrat, like the kind of Democrat that I like. You know what I mean? It, it could be like a Hogan. Like a Larry Hogan type. Yeah, it could yeah. be a Hogan in, in Maryland, except opposite. Football. Yeah. Uh, so the uh, the other Democrat darling mm-hmm. from Georgia, Stacey Abrams. Lost. Lost by eight points. Yeah. So this is your second crack at the governorship. You might need to go to. Yeah. Now, here's the thing, though. I think this is Kemp's second term, and I think he's got he's done. Mm-hmm. So she might try and run against an unknown Republican next time. Yeah. So she might go for for the third times a charm method, or she just gets well, just get hired by MSNBC. Isn't doesn't that's got to be for them anyway? Yeah, but doesn't okay? All these guys that first of all, don't you think it's easier to be some talking head pundit on some stupid show on a cable network? Yes. Make what? What do they make? A million bucks a year More for that? Well, like, say you have a crappy show. Well, they're think, all yeah, crappy. I think, I mean, you're starting off close to a million bucks. If you're on-air talent, you're close yeah. to a million bucks. Yeah. To get what? Have someone feed you lines through a teleprompter and an sure. earpiece? Yeah. I'd do that over having to go to work every day. Sure. Well, I'd go do it for MSNBC if they paid me. And yeah. we all know how much I love that. No. Right. Um, let's see. Arizona. So here's our, our lovely people in Arizona who can't count. Uh, Democrat Hobbs is right now sitting at 50.5%. Versus Carrie Lake, who's at forty nine and a half percent, so they're exactly one percentage point away. Yeah, seventy two percent reporting, so they still have about twenty eight percent of the votes to come in. Yeah, Carrie Lake seems pretty positive she's going to win, 
So she, they must have an idea of who the 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 latest votes or where they're from in the state. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I think something might be afoot up there. I don't know. I, I just so they had a problem with voting machines or something in Maricopa County. Mm-hmm. My thing is, so I saw it. It was a Tucker Carlson clip that popped up on my news feed. And he made a good point. I know some people really don't like Tucker Carlson, but he made a good point. During the Civil War, when Lincoln was up for re-election, and what was that, 1864? They, during the middle of a Civil War, they counted the votes for the entire country in like three days. Mm-hmm. Why, can't, why can't we do that? Right. With technology, everything just—it's—it's it's like they're making it intentionally difficult. Um, and you know they say there's early voting and mail-in and all this stuff. Now I voted. Uh, I got the the ballot and I dropped it in the drop box. I didn't mail it in. I just went and dropped it in the box. Mm-hmm. I didn't vote in person. But you know when you say. How how hard is it to to vote just vote in person on one day? Yeah, no, I get it. I mailed mine in. Yeah, and I'm right. again, I'm speaking from someone that mailed his. That so, well, I, I, but here, so I, the the loudest voices right now are saying, "Well, how come they're just now delivering the votes on Thursday, two days after?" Okay, well, you got to remember, if I put my ballot in the mail on election day, they have to count that vote. Yeah. So let's say it takes a day. To get to the proper place where they're collecting ballots mm-hmm. in the state. Maybe two. Who knows? Yeah. All right. They want to make sure they have every last one before they send the truck over there to get counted to the to the counting place. That's why it's taking until Thursday. Yeah. So I don't know if that's as nefarious as they're making it seem. Um, especially, I mean, a lot of people like this mail-in voting. Mm-hmm. Now... Is it secure? I don't know. It depends on the state. With Maryland, in order to get a mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot, you have to enter your driver's license number. Yes. And But the problem is when I send it in, all I have to do is sign it, right? Yeah. So let's say if I really wanted to, and I, I know this is going to be an extreme kind of scenario, but let's say I go into a nursing home. And I'm a nurse. I can go into my, uh, I I can go into the, the, the patients or people staying there. I can get their driver's license, write the driver's license number down with the date of birth. I can get their ballot. Mm -hmm. Um, or let's say the, the situation that happened in Minnesota with Ilhan Omar was there is a large group of legal immigrants that live in a certain part of town, like there's a large Somali population, mm-hmm. they go, they make them, they get their information so they can request the ballot, and they fill the ballot out for them and send it in. Or they drop it in the drop box or they mail it in. So they're able to get the information of the people to get the ballots for them. And then in some states, there's no request mail-in ballots, which means they just send them to everybody. Yeah. Which means anybody can fill them out and send them in. Mm-hmm. 
I feel like they really need to shore this part of it up both ways. One, there should, you can't have no request mail-in ballots. I'm sorry. Yeah, they should just mail them out to everybody. Right. Well, because you have to, there has to be some way to, I don't know, some way to verify the person requesting it. Mm-hmm. Because you can't verify it on the way there, you know? You're not asking for someone to photocopy their driver's license and insert it with the ballot. Yeah. You know, or, or you're not assuring that someone didn't get that person's uh, ID number or driver's license number. Uh, someone who ha- can, has access to these type of things. So you can't tell me that a nurse working in an assisted living facility making $40,000 a year won't take a $20,000 bribe to be able to harvest you know, 100 ballots. Yeah. And if you think no one's going to pay that amount, guess again. Mm-hmm. You should see some of the rates that people pay to like political like, consultants and whatnot. Yeah. Well, it, even if you look at the money that was spent on this election... It's it's outrageous. So sixteen point seven billion dollars. Yeah, that's the budget of a small country. Yeah, just on one political cycle. Yeah, and it's amazing. So like, well, it was really weird. So my work phone has a two hundred two area code. Mm-hmm. Mine too. And I was receiving text messages from Raphael Warnock to <laughs> donate to his campaign, and I'm like, I I, I don't have a like. You're gonna send. You know, now man, they were from you know through some pack, but the thing is, like, all that out of state money, that dark money that's influencing these these elections. Yeah. Um, my personal phone, I was receiving text messages to donate to to uh, Democrat campaigns in West Virginia. Yeah. I don't have a West Virginia area code. Um, and I must have filled out some form somewhere or something, you know, that they got and they're sending, but it's like, why should I, as someone from Maryland, have any influence over a West Virginia election one way or the other? Well, I mean, you got these big donors that yeah. put money in all these different yeah. races. Why should they have any influence yeah, over I anybody's yeah. race other than and where I, they and live? I, and I think the, the fact that the money is such a big deal, $16.7 billion, what could have been done? And let's let's go and say social programming, that that um, your government programs that that those on the left love to spend money on. What could have been done with sixteen point seven billion dollars? I'm going to tell you, it would have bought almost half of Twitter. <laughs> yeah, you know, everyone. So I, I thought it was hysterical that when Elon Musk bought Twitter for forty four billion, a lot of the people on the left were like. Imagine what he could have done with forty-four billion dollars. He could have ended world hunger. Yeah, he could. Okay, well, when Jeff Bezos bought the Washington Post, no, you didn't, you didn't say garbage. So yeah. stop trying to tell billionaires what to do with their money. Yeah, not that I'm a big billionaire fan. I think they're but some of them are a bunch of fools that got lucky because they nerded out and typed up some code. Yeah, like I mean, Elon Musk. No offense to the guy, but he made his money from PayPal. Mm-hmm. He basically invented peer-to-peer money transactions. Okay, got, just so happened got bought up by I believe eBay bought them, and mm-hmm. that's where he made his money right there. And then he he was a smart enough guy to code other things, right? Yeah. Mark Cuban, same way. Mm-hmm. He basically found a way to aggregate sports scores. Yeah. On the internet, 
in early days, and Yahoo bought him out. So basically, Mark Cuban was the early days of Yahoo Sports. Yeah. Okay. He was a guy who knew how to do something very basic from the internet before anyone knew how to do anything on the internet. Mm-hmm. And someone bought him out. Yeah. And the guy's been prancing around like he's been God's gift ever since. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I like some of the stuff he says. But like even today, he got him on Twitter saying, you know, now that everyone can have a blue check mark, Elon, you really got to figure out how to do, figure all this stuff out. <laughs> like, why? Because the peasants can talk to you now? Yeah. Because now, because I guess they, you can have it set with that anyone who doesn't have a blue check mark, if you have the blue check mark, you can you can weed everyone else out. So you own because obviously if you have the blue check mark, everyone's going to be at you know at Elon yeah. at Elon at Elon, and you don't want to get all those announcements, right? You don't want to get all those mentions in your feed yeah. and everything. So what you do is you filter it out. So now you only get notified when another blue check mark shouts Mark Cuban out. So if I pay eight bucks, I can have a blue check mark. Bingo! You can have a blue check mark, and if you were to at Mark Cuban, He's he now gets notified of it. Yeah. Like God forbid you now have to you have to talk with you know the peasants of the world yeah, with the, on Twitter with the unclean. Well, my, <laughs> like I, my thing for that is like, look, if you're on Twitter and you don't want to interact with regular people, which is what those regular people are there for, yeah, it was a way for them to have a connection to people that they were fans of, more yeah. or less. If that's not what you want, go on Telegram and create a channel. Where only you can post in there because yeah. you apparently you only want to talk to people. You don't want people to talk back, right? And, and I'll tell you, like you the, know, there's I, there's different apps for that. Yeah, and and I sent. Uh, I don't do much on Twitter, but I've seen. So I'm a big Jocko Willink fan, and um, there's a one of his the guys on his uh, you know echelon front is a guy named Dave Burke, who was a uh, was a Marine Corps uh, pilot, Top Gun instructor. So they're talking about something about airplanes. So I, I'm like, ooh, airplanes. So I texted, I tweeted at Jocko a quote from Top Gun. And Dave Burke, like, you know, at me or whatever the hell it's called. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's so cool. Like, this dude, <laughs> like, like, talk to me, <laughs> you know? And that's the thing. Like, it's the, like... You know, like, oh, my God, I'll never wash my hand again. Like, that sort of thing. But, um, and I'm not, you know, starstruck by anyone, really. It's still but cool, though. It is cool, though. Like, cool. some of you listen to their podcasts, you've read their books, you know, um, maybe you follow them on your different platforms, and all, they have, all of a sudden they go and they, they mention you, so it's cool. Hey, look, let's not toot our own horn here. Right, we got a mention. We got a mention on the <laughs> Big Bad Morning Show mm-hmm. from Rob Long. Thank you, Rob. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so don't get me wrong i got tickled by it you know what yeah. I mean? like I, I, it got me in the feels yeah. but um it it just it bothers me though when people are at a certain level you're on twitter because it's an interaction platform yeah but you don't want the regular people to interact with you right you only want certain people you just want to pontificate right right so, in my opinion, like that's not Twitter. You know, that, that's not what Twitter is for. Right. There are other avenues for you to go and just talk and have people listen to you, and they won't be able to talk back to you. Right. Like a podcast. Yeah. Like like this. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. No one's talking back to us. We are awesome. Yeah. And unrefuted. That's right. And I mean, if people ever commented in the YouTube section, 
we would know they didn't like us. Right. You know, like, subscribe, comment, share. Right. You know? <laughs> Smash that like button. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, the, the weird thing is, like, we get more, excuse me, we get more interactions on Rumble than we do on YouTube. Mm-hmm. With, and Rumble only gets, like, one one-hundredth of, of, like, the the traffic. Yeah. But the people there are more interactive. Now, what does that mean? doesn't mean a thing. Um, especially for us, because we don't have video. Like, we're, I'm not ready to put this, this face on video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when they say a face for radio, that's me. <laughs> I'm, I'm there. Um, but... Yeah, I, I just don't understand why those people are like that. Well, it's funny. So I saw a meme. You know the NPC meme? It's the, the it's like the hand-drawn guy that's... An NPC is a non-playable character. Oh. So they say it's like the drones. So you'll often see them like they'll be angry or sad. Or, oh, okay. All right. So there's the... um, It was the NPC meme, and the happy one was the government takes half of your money. <laughs> and then the angry enraged one was Elon Musk, Musk charges eight bucks for a check mark. <laughs> I'm like, it's true. It is. Like the government takes half of everything you make and you're, uh, you're fired up over an $8 check mark. Well, you want to know where the blue check marks are, are pissed off because from what I understand, they paid $20,000 for it. <laughs> it was permanent though. Yeah. But I mean, imagine how many eight dollar a month bills you'd have to have to get to twenty grand. <laughs> and so, I, oh, it's eight bucks a month. It's eight bucks a month. Yeah, that's not eight bucks forever. No, no. Uh, Elon's. I'm not doing for, it regardless. No, either, either I know. Yeah. E- Elon's going for that residual income. Yeah, he wants that eight dollar recurring passive. That's right. <laughs> um, and the funny part about it is, like, I, I watched something on YouTube basically, and it put out the the idea that Elon Musk bought Twitter. To uh, fulfill a fantasy of his, mm-hmm. which was to create an online payment platform. Essentially, it not that I don't really have a great way to describe this, but basically, he and Jack Dorsey kind of had some uh, conversations, and and they both have always been. Uh, into the online payment platform. Obviously, Elon Musk started it with PayPal. Right. But Jack Dorsey started Square, which is now Block. Okay. But Square is like the payment platform. It's like you can use it as a point to point of sale system. Okay. It's like uh, businesses yeah. can use Square. You could or you could swipe your swipe the card if well, you're like, like a, a, yeah. a roaming business or whatever. Like I've taken Square payments before. I could send invoices with Square, but basically, it uses the current system of like Visa, Mastercard, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but both of them have this idea of basically not using Visa and Mastercard Discover anymore. They don't want to use the networks owned by the banks. They want to use peer-to-peer payments. Yeah. Um. And they like they said that was one of Elon's biggest regrets was that PayPal ended up using those backbones for transfer money transfers. Mm-hmm. Um, they both believe in that decentralized finance stuff. Um, they're both proponents of Bitcoin, which is also another reason why Elon promotes Dogecoin, which is essentially valueless. Right. Um, but 
the idea is that he and Jack want to create or want eventually want to turn Twitter into a payments platform because they saw the issue that Facebook ran into. I don't know if you remember, Facebook was trying to create a, a, a payment, uh, a current digital currency f- called Libra. Right. They, like everyone was kind of slang termed it Facebooks. Right. And, yeah. and they had to abandon it because they were going to be treated like a bank mm-hmm. rather than a tech company. Yeah. So Zuckerberg kind of poo-pooed it after he saw how difficult it was. Yeah. Well, now you've got two guys who are already in that, we're in that banking kind of world. Mm-hmm. And so they might, because Twitter's a different platform, they might have a better shot of making it happen on Twitter than Facebook did. Yeah. That got way into the week. I don't know if it's true. But it sounds like it's probably we, from, closer to the truth. From what I know about Jack Dorsey, and I think it's what Ben Shapiro calls him, hipster Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't seem to be um, as crazy lefty as was proud. What, what was his name? Prague Agarwal, the yeah, yeah, the previous the the CEO that Elon just fired. Well, he just. Well, well, Dorsey hired Parag Agarwal, and then he bounced the block. He left. Yeah. That was his replacement. Yeah. And some people think... So, Jack... I mean, obviously, Jack created Twitter. And a lot of people think that Twitter got pushed into the direction of where his investors wanted it to go. Mm-hmm. Because as a tech company, you take a ton of seed money. Yeah. And the entire purpose of the seed money is to, so that eventually you go public and you can pay those people back. Right. Like 25, 50% on their, mm-hmm. on their cash. That's what they do. They're venture capitalists. And once he took that money and then once they went public. He's kind of beholden to them. He was beholden, he, he was yeah. beholden to them. And that, that was a large reason why. He left because it doesn't seem like because he's been on Rogan, he's been on some other. I've heard him. He doesn't seem to really like the censorship route that the company took. No, and um, you know, I, I don't either. I, I don't mess with it that much right. um, because I, I just I don't know. It, I'm, I'm only there because our show, I, our show is on there. Yeah, like I have to put. Yeah, you know, I, I use it for marketing for the show. Yeah. I got rid of my personal account years ago. Yeah, and the only reason I had one was, was number one, because I didn't believe that Trump was actually tweeting what Trump was tweeting. <laughs> right. And I saw, like, holy holy shit, he's actually saying this crazy <laughs> stuff. And then also because I wanted to... Um, it's good for getting, like, updates from, like, traffic and stuff like that, like different, you know, the school systems will tweet stuff, school closings, like, just a very basic thing. Um, and it was easy to find that information. Like you, you were able to find the information that you wanted. Yeah. Even like sports cores, mm-hmm. they were they were updated quicker on Twitter. Yeah. Than they were on like Yahoo Sports or yeah. whatever. back then. I mean, Yahoo Sports has gotten better with their with their sport or the score reporting, but you know, Twitter was like on it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it so. was just an easy way to get good in. Like before it became all a political cesspool, it was a good way to get information. Yeah. Yeah. And I, the thing is, like. I'll still get information even from from you know social media. Like we 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 come out here and we and we crap on it a lot. But I think uh, you know if you're if you're kind of focusing in and not just taking like looking at all the bad, like you can get some good information. Just free stuff. I get a lot. I get a ton of recipes from Facebook from 
uh, Instagram. Um, I follow some funny people. You know, I found some comedians I would have never found um, had I not been for had it not been for Instagram. They just happened to pop up on a news feed because I followed something or looked at something else. Mm-hmm. So there are benefits to it. I'm not going to sit here and say that there's absolutely no benefit to it, but you just have to use it. like anything. You have to use it responsibly. You can't just yeah. I think I think if you know on Instagram, we have quite a few followers that are like golf enthusiasts. Maybe so. Like live golf, golf episode. Like golf, yeah, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. Like golf brands. Like I'm looking at like every third, third or fourth day. Like we get a new, like golf brand or, or whatever, something hmm. golf related follower. Yeah, and I'm like, how do these guys find us? Well, maybe it was become a golf show. Maybe. Sorry, everyone else that doesn't like golf. This, speaking of which, dude, <laughs> I went golfing the other day. Actually, so I went. I went. Did an outing. Um, I played awful. I've been playing golf since I was 13. I couldn't get the ball off the ground. Wow, you're just hitting worm burners? It was bad. Like, some of them weren't even worm burners. Like, they were barely going 10 feet in front of me. And I was like, you know what? I got to get this taste out of my mouth. So I went again. Mm -hmm. It was almost the same thing. Wow. By by hole 13, I was ready to, like, stop playing golf. Yeah. Like, any ability I had, it, it... like, it's almost like I got the yips. <laughs> like I could, I could, everything I was doing, I couldn't fix it. Like I yeah. couldn't get this ball off the ground. And it all started because like I got a new driver and I went and got fitted for it and everything like that. And I, I, I just wasn't able to hit it. And then because I started making adjustments to try and be able to hit that, I screwed up my iron swing. Yeah. So now I, like, I'm still good around the green. Like from a hundred yards and in, I'm still golden. Mm-hmm. Like, my chip shots are great, my approach shots are fine, but I can't get to that 100 yard. Like, even if I'm, like, 300 yards away from the pin yeah. on the tee box, that 200 yards, that 220 just, yards, <laughs> dude, I might as well just kick it. <laughs> I could throw it further than I'm hitting it right now. So, I, I've decided I got, I'm going to I'm gonna eventually probably go over to, like, second swing out in Columbia and, and, and just look for a new set of clubs. My irons are... I haven't been able to hit like, when I got these irons. This is like my first nice set of irons. It's Ping G fifteens. Like yeah. it's my first set of actual clubs that, that didn't come from somebody else, right? Or or just it wasn't the first time. It wasn't a no name brand or something yeah. like that, right? Like Ping G fifteens at the time were like some of the best clubs you could get. Yeah, I could never really hit them very well because um, they were considered game improvement irons, and I was probably I was working. There's like three levels of clubs. There's game improvement, which are like for novices. Mm-hmm. And then you have forged, which are like for pros. Okay. And then there's ones right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And they're not, they're they're made for someone in the middle. Like I was like, I was a high 80s, low 90s golfer at one point. Yeah. Which isn't great, but it's not horrible. It's better than me. It it makes you look like you can play golf. Yeah. Right? High 80s, low 90s on what? <laughs> the front half or the back half? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I scored more points. I win. <laughs> so, so I went. I went from a, like a middle style to a game improvement style, and I just I couldn't get the ball. Like I, I could hit them, but the ball wouldn't go as high, and they wouldn't land as soft. Like I was, I was hitting more stingers than anything. Yeah. Um, so I never really could hit them very well, but I just stuck with them because, like I said, it was like my first nice set of golf clubs. Like I'll figure this out, and never really figured it out. So now it's like okay. I think I gotta finally move on from these. Mm-hmm. Like it's, I've had them for about seven years or so. I was like, look, and there were a couple of years when I really stopped playing 
because we had the kids and everything like that yeah. and we didn't have time but um so i'm like okay i i i gotta get rid of these i'm gonna trade them in get something else used maybe swap out for like 300 bucks yeah out of pocket um but maybe maybe we'll do an update on that in a couple months because I, I got to take a lesson too. Like I've jacked up my swing so bad, like I'm literally hitting de- so far down on the ball, which is why I'm literally pummeling it directly into the ground. Mm-hmm. That's how much I'm coming down on a down slope yeah. behind the ball. Like I'm hitting down on it, mm-hmm. but I'm hitting it so far down that I'm just hammering it into the ground. Yeah, which is why I won't get up in the air. So. I, I think I'm going to go take a lesson or two to recalibrate whatever I did to my swing. To unf yourself. Yeah, like I, 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 like I'm someone who can can adjust my swing in bits mm-hmm. to get myself right. I am so far gone from that point. Yeah, like I, I got to go to a pro who's going to take the video of me from different angles and take all the computer data and all this other stuff and who will be able to adjust me. Like if I need to adjust where my arms, are, I just got to adjust where the ball is. I, everything. Yeah. Just I need someone to get this at least on track so I can get the ball in the freaking air again. <laughs> but anyway, all right. Beside the point. And because we all know that when you're playing golf, it doesn't really matter where the ball goes, <laughs> as long as it goes in the air and sounds good. Right. Because no one can really see where it goes anyway. I'd rather hit it 250 yards. Because you're not slice playing it in the woods. You're not playing for yourself. No. You're playing for the foursome of guys that are coming in behind <laughs> you and waiting right. for you to go. Right. <laughs> Right. It's like, the, damn, that sounded good. Right. Yeah, right. I sliced it into the woods, but it sounded good. The, the most important shot of the day is the first tee shot with everyone looking at you. Yeah. If you hit that long and straight, everyone thinks you're awesome, regardless of how bad you're the you ball just, the rest of the day. You just suck the rest of the day. Right. <laughs> Check. Yep. I'm done. I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> but I'm, yeah, the last time I went out, I was I was done by 13th hole. I was like, oh, wow. I, was like, I, I, can't, I can't do this to myself. Like, because I was hitting the ground so hard. Mm. I was hurting my back and my shoulders. Like that's what, like that's how Jack. Like, uh, it's like bat sting, dude. I'm almost like Charles Barkley. His old swing, you remember that? Like he looked like he had like seven hitches in it, and he was smacking the ground with the club. Like I felt like I felt like that. Yeah, except without the hitches. But anyway, regardless, uh, so but I mean, back to elections. I think like the big question is now. So, Trump endorsed Oz. Mm-hmm. And he endorsed Walker. Yeah. No one can believe that Oz lost that race. Yeah. But Oz was a miserable candidate who Trump should never have endorsed. Well, I also question the Trump endorsement. And and I talk to a lot of people that talk about, everyone wants to talk about the presidential. And I've said before, the local is what, has a bigger effect on your life. Sure. And that's where you should, that's where you should really research and pay attention. And I did state and local, you know, I, you know, I, I voted both, both sides of the ticket. I, Me I too, don't, yeah. I don't ever do a straight ticket cause that's not how I feel. And, uh, but I think when it, Donald Trump is such a galvanizing figure, like he, he divisive figure that, like take for example, we have a, a Republican governor in Maryland who the Trump crowd calls a rhino mm-hmm. because he's not Trumpian enough or not wacko right wing enough. But in Larry Hogan's eight years of being the governor of Maryland, has done an exceptional job. Um, 
lowered state taxes, lowered fees, done everything that the that the that the right says they that they want done. He did all of it, and never having a majority in either house, having a working against essentially the 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 state legislature both both houses could override anything any veto he did mm-hmm. and he managed to put together a pretty i mean even even some stuff as simple as tolls right. in this you know and uh he replaced o'malley so the you used to call like it was tax more o'malley land mm-hmm. and lowered all these fees tolls like the bay bridge toll went down back right. to four bucks right um under hogan's stewardship so he did everything that a that your traditional Republicans would say that they want done. But now all of a sudden Trump bursts on the scene and it's, oh, he's a rhino. Right. And because he's not right wing enough or not Trump enough, which then leads to Dan Cox. So the Republican, if do you want to show your support for Trump or do you want to win elections? And my thing is, and I'm not a I'm not a Trump guy. I'm not a Trumper. I never have been. But if you think that the Republican is better, or the moderate Republican is better than the than the the far left Democrat, which I would say, and I don't think Wes Moore is that far. I don't think he's a, a wacko lefty, um, that thus far. But he's hasn't even been governor yet. But. You're gonna so your choices are between that. You're gonna pick the guy that's not doesn't have a shot in winning. Right. It just it makes no sense to me how the logic works. But it's like this. Now there there's some some that are saying that you know the the there were Democrats were putting where there was dark money going into Dan Cox's campaign to get him so he would beat Kelly Schultz. Yeah, I, I think there was that. Like they were they were trying to pick the yeah you know, the the weakest candidate to go against whatever the democrat was going to be yeah i mean it was it was and he got trounced i think he got 38 percent of the yeah he did not do i think yeah. i think was it kelly schultz or yeah. kathy schultz i think it was kelly schultz was okay. a was in the hogan administration yeah you know. and she i mean people would underestimate what a hogan endorsement would have done because he did not endorse dan no. cox he would have endorsed Kelly Schultz. Yeah. Um, he appointed the, her. Of course he would have been. Right. Well, and, and that, it, but that would have done uh, just amazing things for her campaign because, yes, he's Republican in a majority Democrat state, but he's a Republican governor with over 70% approval. Yeah. And if you have a Republican saying, basically, I'm just going to continue what Governor Hogan did. Mm-hmm. It would have been hard for Westmore, who had no name recognition in this state, yeah. to gain a foothold. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I, I think this would have been a very different rate. Now, don't get me wrong; he Westmore still might have won, mm-hmm. but it would have been a it would have been within five points. I think. Yeah. In in my opinion, it would have been. Yeah. Um, we we had I I had talked to some some people within the GOP, and they essentially said the same thing. Like they were saying, look, we don't want this guy. Yeah, and he got no support from the party. Oh, there, there was. I mean, wh- but here's the thing: why would you throw money at that election? The yeah. dude is unelectable in the state. You have right. to, you have to read the room, right? And you can't go in. You know, if if I walk into a bar and they're playing hip hop, mm-hmm. 
and I'll, it's my turn to the you know to pick a song. And what's that stupid machine you can pick songs on? It? Jukebox. Yeah. Well, yeah. not the jukebox. It's but they. It's oh, like whatever. digital now. Oh, whatever. Yeah. The, yeah, well, yeah. No. Like, yeah. Am I going to go put Merle Haggard on there? I expect everyone to jump on the di- like read the room, man. Like that's not what this crowd's into. Right. Um. You know, if everyone's on the dance floor having a good time and they're playing pop or hip hop, and I'm going to come in and put. Uh, Merle Haggard on, Haggard on and expect the dance floor to get jumped. No, that's not what's happening here. Yeah. But that's what they did. They went and they they walked into the bar that was playing hip hop and pop, and they they put on, um, you know, some some old school country. And everyone and they wondered why everyone jumped off the dance floor. Yeah, let me ask you though. So where where would the where does the GOP go from here? Because you've got a Hogan who they're calling a rhino, yeah. right? Then you've got a DeSantis, who's America first, but not Trumpian. Right. And then you've got Trump, who's America first, but a buffoon. Right. Okay. So, if basically, you've got your far right, middle right, centrist middle. Mm-hmm. Hogan's being the centrist. DeSantis being the middle middle of the, of the Republican Party and Trump being all the way to the right. Yeah. Okay. The knock on DeSantis is he's part of the Uniparty with a really good cover because mm-hmm. of the way he the way he governed Florida, right? Yeah. But he's part of the old the Harvard Yale Princeton yeah. pipeline. And he's yeah. he's part of the he's part of the fraternity that's produced more presidents than skull and bones. Mm-hmm. I forgot what the fraternity is called, but he's in that fraternity. Yeah, Navy lawyer. Yeah. So yeah. So he is establishment. Yeah. But his actions say America first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So did he just have a, a, a come to Jesus moment and say, you know what? I'm not going to be a uniparty anymore. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Or is he doing it to get elected president a la like a Jeb Bush? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Remember, Jeb Bush was a popular Florida governor. Yeah. Super popular. Got trounced by Trump in the primary. Oh, it was, it was, uh, it was bad. I mean, he called like he just low energy Jeb. Yeah, low low energy Jeb. Yeah, like, like he just trounced him. Mm-hmm. So the the question now that this is the the conversation in the GOP is: Does Trump need to go away because his endorsement isn't gold, like he thought it was? Yeah, and and let Ron run in twenty twenty four. Or you let Trump run in 2024, probably lose, because I don't think independents are on that Trump train. No. I I, I definitely think that Trump fans overestimate his pull with independents because he won one time. Yeah. Without really realizing how much independents disliked Hillary. Right. And I think that's the thing. It was a, like kind of like hold your nose and and take the medicine right when yeah. when I people only got to were, do four years with them yeah when people were pulling years. that when people were pulling that lever mm-hmm. and hillary clinton was just not a likable person um yeah. never has been right and you know i think that, and then when you go to donald trump who hey this guy's not particularly polished or like but he's at least not just swamp people well look at the president since since uh, Bush won, mm-hmm. even before that, Reagan was an affable guy, yeah, charismatic guy. 
Bush, not so much, but he was only a one-term guy, and he yeah. lost to a charismatic guy in Clinton. Yeah. Did his two terms. The charismatic guy in H.W. in, in uh, W. Bush mm-hmm. won over yep. Kerry. Yeah. And you got to remember. He beat, well, Kerry. Bush Bush beat Al Gore first. Correct. He was like a stick in the mud. Right. And then he beat Kerry. Yeah. And then you had Obama who, be, who beat uh, Mitt Romney. Yeah, and then I don't even remember who he ran against the second time. Cause well, he be, he beat McCain first. Oh right, McCain. Yes, and then but McC- he, McCain wasn't affable. No, and McCain he, he was looked like, like a curmudgeon all the time. Yeah, and it was the old man. It was his turn. Right. Um, I think the economy was so bad. They knew that. I think the Democrats, the Democrats probably could have run Mickey Mouse. Right. And won. Yeah. Um, and not take anything from Barack Obama, who was a great speaker. Um, he's an orator. Right, he, you know, but he was always affable. He smiled. He laughed. Yeah. He, he made jokes at his own expense. Yeah, people related to that. Whether yeah. he look, you can't relate to the tax bracket, but can you relate to the personality? Yeah, even if it's a front, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you've got to present a an affable, likable front. Mm-hmm. And Hillary never did that. No, until like a week before the election, and by then it was done. Yeah, you were toast at that point. Um, which is strange. It, 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 well, actually, it's not strange. It does make sense. Generally, in a marriage, there are opposites. Mm-hmm. Bill was the affable party. You know, he lo- loved to be at the party, shaking hands. Great. Yeah. And she was the cerebral one. Yeah. Right? Everyone in a... Th- th- that dichotomy in a marriage usually exists. Like Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, that personality of the cerebral one doesn't work in elections. Mm-hmm. Like as much as people slam it, it's whichever candidate you want to have the beer with is probably the one's going to win. Yeah, and nobody want to have a beer with her. Mm-mm. And for whatever reason, I mean, Trump had culture on his side, even though he was running as a Republican. Democrats for years, especially in like the hip hop culture, yeah, were I mean everything was Trump that like Trump this Trump that in a good way, yeah, not in the bad way it ended up being, mm-hmm. but. You know, it, culture-wise, he had it, um, and they try. It, it, as soon as he got to the general, like they try to get him with everything. Yeah, everything to make him look bad, and you just couldn't. You couldn't erase twenty years of him being praised by everybody. Yeah, and even the way he handled certain things, like the the grab him by the pussy comment. But yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Like not no, like you know. I I you know I, I apologize for those who I may have offended, and I'll do my best to be better. Like, nope, I said it. I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, okay. Well, well into <laughs> a lot of people who have probably said stupid stuff and done stupid stuff in their life, yeah, they were like, well, at least he admitted it. Yeah, he's not trying to deny. He's not. He's not being a politician. Yeah. And I think at that point there was a disdain for politicians, and mm-hmm. it was it was just it was a culmination of a lot of things. It was just that, that mixing pot, and he, he caught lightning in a bottle. Yeah. Well, the bottle's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to catch that same lightning because, well, now people realize that you when you got in there, you picked the wrong people. Did you do some good things? Sure, but one half of the country doesn't know about it. Yeah. The other half, another part of it doesn't care. Because you're such a buffoon, mm-hmm. like personality goes a long way, right? Yeah. And like there, there are some people in the GOP who are like, "Yeah, I voted for Trump, but I'm tired of it now. I'm tired of the act. I don't want to see." Yeah. It. 
it's it's exhausting. Yeah, trying to keep up with this guy and mm-hmm. having to defend him because you want to defend those America First policies. Yeah, which I think people on the right and left like. Yeah, nobody like most people. I mean, on the left, they don't want money going to Ukraine, especially now that you've figured out Russia's not a threat anymore. Yeah, like we don't need to protect anybody from yeah. Russia. And then the fact that. You know, we keep pumping money into this war mm-hmm. that's ultimately prolonging the suffering of the Ukrainian people. And that's the thing that I think people forget, like, oh, we got to beat Russia. They're done. Watching the Red Army march in there with broken down vehicles, they didn't look much better than the Iraqis going into Kuwait City. It- and there are some people saying, oh, that was part of their plan, and that's because Putin's a genius. Like, I'm sorry, when when... You know, amateurs are warriors, professionals professionals are logisticians. The Russians were amateurs, and they it, it showed. And uh, like, okay, conventional warfare, not even not even worried about them. We talked about this in a past podcast. We're, it, we'll pivot to Russia for a minute here. Russia, as we knew it, going back to the Cold War days, is over. Yeah, and not just over, over. There's something that a lot of people didn't notice. In September, Azerbaijan attacked Armenia. And so two years ago, in 2020, Armenia and Azerbaijan fought a a war over an enclave inside Azerbaijan that Armenia claims. Mm. Azerbaijan fought to get it back. It was basically an autonomous section with ethnic Armenians. It's in Azerbaijan proper they wanted it back they basically fought this war with turkish weapons got it back armenia still was using old russian stuff because mm-hmm. they were they're they're part of that defense organization so whatever the russian version of nato is the warsaw pack it's not warsaw it's it's c-i-t-o okay. c-i-c-o-t i can't remember c-a-t i don't know what they call it yeah. but it's basically russia belarus like uh tajikistan okay um the old a lot of the old soviet republics and whatnot so when Azerbaijan attacked in 2020, they went to that they went to the 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 group and said, "Hey, we're calling in Article Four. We're being attacked. You all got to come." Mm-hmm. Russia said no. Yeah, because they weren't attacking Armenia proper. Yeah, they were attacking the enclave that nobody recognized as theirs. Okay, they lost it. Russia negotiated some a, a peace, whatever. They end up having to get back the the, the enclave, but it's still. Technically, independently mm-hmm. uh, run. Well, September 2022, this past year, Azerbaijan attacks four to five spots on the border of Armenia. So they attacked Armenia proper. Mm-hmm. They didn't really go anywhere. Only 300 people died. Not that only, I'm not saying only 300 people, it's horrible, whatever. In warfare, in warfare terms. Yeah, yeah. This is light, right? It was strategic, though. Mm-hmm. Armenia went back to the group and said, okay, they're attacking us. They're attacking our our borders now, our actual borders, nationally or world-recognized borders. We're calling in Article 4. Mm-hmm. Now, Russia's dealing with Ukraine, right? Yeah. They said, nope, we're not going to help you. Mm-hmm. The other countries, nope, we're not going to help you. What they essentially did, what Azerbaijan essentially did... And remember, Turkey's a part of NATO. Turkey yeah. and Azerbaijan, the, I think the saying goes, 
two lands, one people. Mm-hmm. Okay. They, they have the same ethnicity, backgrounds, all that fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. Like us in Canada. Yeah. So by proxy, NATO basically attacked Armenia, not to destroy it, not to do anything, mm-hmm. but to test that alliance. Yeah. And they found out that not only, and it wasn't just Armenia that found out, all of the members found out that Russia was not going to help them. Yeah. So what's the point of this anymore? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you now have a situation where Armenia might leave that coalition. If they leave Tajikistan, uh, Uzbekistan, like all the all other the stands, some of the other stands yeah. might also leave. Now, when they leave, those three or four stands don't get along. Because, mm-hmm. of course, in Russia's, in Stalin's infinite wisdom, when he drew the lines, he didn't draw them around ethnic lines. He drew them to put just enough of each ethnic group inside each country's borders. Mm-hmm. So if Russia ever lost influence, they would fight each other. It was done on purpose. Yeah. Just like he did with Armenia and Azerbaijan. Mm-hmm. He put an enclave of Armenians inside Azerbaijan. So if the Russian Empire ever folded, those two countries would go head to head. Yeah. It was done on purpose. Just like uh, Southern Ossetia and uh, Abkhazia mm-hmm. and Georgia. You remember, I don't know if you remember that when yeah. Russia came in. Um, Chechnya. Mm-hmm. When, when uh, Chechnya tried to separate, Russia yeah. said, oh, no. Then install their own person. Anyway, all right. So what they did is now ending up backfiring on them to the point where you're going to, not only have you found out to be weak as shit against another country in Ukraine who you should have blown the doors off of. No, don't get me wrong. They got some help from NATO. NATO did help. Let's yeah. face facts. They gave them some weapons, like some high-tech weapons. Mm-hmm. But they also did... A little sneaky thing there where okay we're gonna attack nope that, that they said no all right well now we gotta attack the border that's the, what they use as excuse so then they attack the border just enough yeah and russia said no again mm-hmm. that's gonna dissolve that union yeah that's gonna lead to the stands are all gonna end up fighting each other but then what does russia become itself because russia has some it's 20 percent minority within the country now it's huge yeah but Russia, as you and I know it, might no longer end up being, like, a part of it might end up being Russia, like Moscow, St. Petersburg, like the eastern part like the of it. Europe, the European part, the the western, um, but then you've got, like, Siberia, you've got the southern area that is all, yeah, um, yeah it's it's interesting to see. And, you know, but there, there was, even during the, the first Gulf War, you know, I think there was some things like, because that... Gulf, that was, what, 91. The Berlin Wall fell in, what, 89. Mm-hmm. So only two years after that. <clears throat> and a lot of the Iraqi Air Force was, uh, it was actually, it was a mixture between old American jets, like F-4 Phantoms and things like that, and then uh, Russian uh, MiG-21s. But they had some MiG-29s, and the Coalition Air Forces pretty, pretty much knocked them, attained air dominance within the first, you know, 24 hours of that, of that war. Right, and I kind of said like, you know, their air defenses we were, they were easily jammed. Um, I was just like, well, this was all Russian stuff they were using, so you know, it's the tanks were all you know, um, 
T-64s, T-72s. So it's like, it's all Russian stuff we're fighting and we're wiping the floor with them. So it kind of was like, wow, we were afraid of what all this time? Well, and to further, I mean, so that treaty organization is called the Collective Security Treaty Organization. Mm -hmm. And just to kind of understand where I'm coming from and saying Armenia might leave, they've already entered into a contract for defense weapons or weapons in general. Mm -hmm. I believe it was 255 billion worth of weapons or maybe it was a million. I don't remember with India. Okay. So they're now not buying Russian made stuff anymore. Yeah. Now it's in, in India to, in order to secure it, to secure the contract, they're giving them their high tech stuff. Mm-hmm. Like their high tech air, uh, surface to air missiles. Yeah. Like they're giving, like they're not like when you, when the U S sent sell stuff they're not sending it with all the highest tech in it no it's it's but like india is right sending this to armenia yeah now it, why so india's got a whole different perspective on this they see armenia as the lone christian country in the middle of muslim the muslim territories mm-hmm. and pakistan is closely allied with azerbaijan and turkey yeah um so this will be their proxy war it will be yeah, yeah. and I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But yeah, but as far as uh, the Russia that we knew, I think that's, I would say in the next two years, you're going to see it just dissipate. Yeah. Um, But I'm not really sure how we got to Russia from our election conversation, but. How do we get to anywhere from anywhere? That is true. That is true. (laughs) I guess, look, maybe that, maybe that's just what our calling card is at this point. We end up where we end up, but we start where we start. Yeah. And everything in the middle. I mean, hopefully we made transitions nice. <laughs> nice segways. Thing. Try to work on segways. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, at this point we didn't talk about Russian collusion. No, maybe that. Maybe that's how you tie it all together. Russian collusion from uh, from uh, American elections to Russian yeah. <laughs> Russia wars and collusion. I don't know. I don't believe in any of this shit anyway. But, um, but yeah, hopefully, I mean, hopefully people followed along with what we're <laughs> where yeah. we're going on this, but. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Go to the website, drivewaybeerspodcast.com. Click on uh, click on the link for private internet access so the Russians can't get your information. Um, maybe I should wear a tinfoil hat when I say that. Yeah. Maybe. I'm still bummed I didn't get my invite for the alien conference. <laughs> Did we even talk? I don't think we talked about that. No. is This the this might be the first show we talked about since Halloween. It is. Yeah, Halloween was last, was last week, so yeah, we... Yeah, we, the guy didn't go around passing around flyers this year, so I'm gonna have to try and find out if that conference is happening. I have to but do some research. I will. I will. I'll do that before the next show, though, and then I'll probably cry because I didn't get my flyer again. Maybe he went around after I went home. I'm kind of bummed about that. I was kind of looking forward to going this year. Yeah, especially. I don't know. Maybe more experts were gonna be there. All of the experts were there last time, so. But maybe, maybe all means more now. Yeah. Maybe they got new experts. Yeah. I don't know. But anyway, all right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed spending time with us. We enjoy spending time with you, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>